It's the Emily P. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, and I'm delighted to get a chance to talk with my longtime friend who grew up here on the Big Island, Sean Maikawa, and he's in Eugene, Oregon these days as the volunteer assistant coach for the University of Oregon with his old coach, Casey Martin. Sean, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm always, always nice to talk to you. Well, you know, I was thinking how long I've known you, and it was probably goes all the way back to when you started playing junior golf at uh, uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort Junior Golf Program. Correct. Yeah, uh, I think, um, yeah, uh, over over 10 years now, I believe. It, at least, yeah. So let's yeah. Uh, just, I wanted to talk to you because I, I was so, first of all, I loved following you. You know, you were, what, the BI, uh, the BI, uh, FF, the Big Island champion for four years in a row back in, what, 2005 or four to seven, something like that, but for four Correct. years, and then Correct. you won, yeah, you won the state championship that year? Correct. In 2007, I won the uh, state high school championship. Yeah. And that was under uh, Coach Ross Birch, and I remember because you did your first radio show with me. And I I, yes, I just yes. loved it, and that's that's where we really kind of bonded, and been following you ever since. And you yes. got a scholarship to the University of Oregon under Coach Casey Martin, and you know following you for the four years you were there, and then uh, you've been you know playing professional golf. And when I saw you at the Amar Ari, uh, uh, back in February at Waikoloa Beach Resort, one of the top intercollegiate golf tournaments that's taken place in, every year at the Waikoloa Beach mm-hmm. Resort. And you had on a duck shirt, and you know, and you just said that you were. I was just so excited to to see that you were working with Casey. So let's start with that. How that all uh, all came about, and uh, I, I just seems like a, such a great fit for you and for the for the players that you're probably mentoring. Yes. Um, so um, for about a year, year and a half now, I've been kind of competing less than I have been or than I had been professionally. Um, I lived in Arizona for a couple of years. I played on the Gateway Tour there, the Pesci Tour there, and, um, you know, I couldn't, I didn't really find that one thing I needed to break through to the next level of professional golf. So um, I figured um, since competing changed for me a little bit, you know, it got stressful for me, wasn't enjoying it as much, I... Uh, I figured I'd change something up a little bit, so I got uh, a little curious about coaching in general and um, talked to some people about it. I talked to Casey about it, and um, it sounded like something that I might be willing to invest in long-term. So um, we uh, talked it over. And um, Casey offered me um, the chance to be a mentor under him and uh-huh. to be here in Eugene, Oregon. So uh, um, that took place maybe about six months ago. And uh, now here I am. Well, I, I like it because I like talking with people like yourselves. I mean, I, I too grew up wanting to play on the LPGA and tried to, you know, qualify a couple times. And quite, it's a it's a process, and you do it. You know, you yeah. know where you want to go as you're growing up, and then sometimes we have to change what we're doing. I always love. I mean, 
every whether they're directors or golf or they're 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 golf coaches. I mean, Casey played on the PGA Tour. He had a Correct. milestone time when he sued. Uh, he took had a, lot, a suit against the PGA Tour so he could use a cart when he got his uh-huh. his PGA card because he had that very you know uh, I, don't, I guess you call it. Just well, it says in the Wikipedia that they call it. He suffers from a birth defect in his right leg, and yeah, it's correct. a syndrome that gives him a great deal of, of pain. So he's been through his things, and he's had to evolve into how he can still be around the game of golf. I've evolved around how I'm still around the game of golf, and and I love that you keep massaging that. I mean, you put in so much time, you work so hard on your game, and I love the fact that your mom and dad, Shane and, and Monica, and well, even your sister too, right? Is it Elise? Is that yeah. her name? Your sister, Elise, correct, uh, correct. All, all there for you, really, and you've you've had some good times professionally, you know, and yes. oh, at yeah. the same time, the, the the quality of play just gets tougher and tougher, but. Um, oh, yeah. You know, growing up in the Waikoloa Junior Golf Program, and you talk about Casey's giving you an opportunity to mentor, you gave back to the Waikoloa Junior Golf Program at Waikoloa Beach Resort when you and uh, Tammy Surtees were, were, you know, teaching one summer and giving your time. So that's all probably without you really realizing, all been in preparation, you know. When we look over our shoulders, we realize everything we've done is leading us to wherever if we stay open to it. And yes. um, so how are you feeling about it, you know, six months later from when you said, I'm going to go, you know, really find out. It's one thing, you were coached by Casey Martin for four years. Yes. And and you you and I talked about it a lot. And you went through a lot of different feelings, you know, about how into yes. tweaking your game. And could you talk a little bit about that and how you yes. know, that experience is, is working with you when you're with the players that you're mentoring now? Yes, um, you know, um, one thing that I talk to pretty much everyone about is how different it is being on the other side of the golf ball. You know, um, it's a whole different world trying to bring out the best in your players, um, trying to see things things from their perspective. Um, There's there's so many things to take into account that, you know, um, I realize just how difficult it is and you know the advice you give them you know it's uh it's a toss-up a lot of times on whether it's going to work or not so i just um i understand um why some coaches make the decisions they make um so you know that kind of um opened my eyes to you know just All coaches, or most coaches, I should say, have um, the best intentions for the kids, and they're, they're trying the best they can. So, um, looking back on my experiences, um, I, you know, I understand why things were done the way they were, and doing what I'm doing now, I try and uh, look reflect on all I had gone through to help. Um, the boys now so i you know i'm just looking back i'm i'm grateful and i wouldn't have changed uh anything that's happened to me in the past and and your experience in college golf because you you know you guys are traveling you got to keep up with your schoolwork you you know you have a way that you've played as you went through your junior golf days and everything and then you're in you know a much 
you know, it's one thing to have the high school team. Well, you were your high school team, right? Weren't you the yeah, only player correct. at ha- ha- Hanukkah where you, you know, grew up or Pawilo and went to Hanukkah High School? And, and, uh, I think, did you start in the little nine hole course up there that, that, uh, and with yeah. Alan Texera? So Alan was one of your mentors too, wasn't he? Alan Texera? Yeah, he, uh, just, yeah, a small community up there in Hanukkah. So we've all, uh, um, shared with each other. Um, so when you went to Oregon as a freshman, what did you anticipate and what would you recall was so different to say that first couple of years from what you thought it would be like? And was it, was it harder than you thought? And, you know, the, the pressure to, you know, to stay with your schoolwork and, and try to be on a team that is a very good team. Didn't, didn't the University of Oregon recently win the yes. NCAAs or something? Okay. Yes. Uh, last year, um, they won the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, um, First off, coming from the Big Island, it's just so much different being in more of a city environment, having more people in the community, and just um, having so many things going on in your life at the same time. You know, like you said, we have practice, we have to travel, we have homework, we have um, our own personal lives to balance. Um, you know just adapting to so many things happening at once was the biggest thing for me. Um, one thing um, I've uh, heard about kids who leave home, uh, going to the mainland is being homesick. But for me, um, I was too busy to be homesick. You know, huh. we're, we're on the go so much that um, I even think, I didn't really have time to think about being homesick. So, um, the biggest change for me was having to deal with um, so many things at the same time. And and even coming from a, a high school experience where you didn't have teammates because you were the only player on the golf team up there, even though you won the championship four years and the state championship, suddenly you're you're a part of a, a pretty strong team. And, yeah. and you... I remember you being kind of a field player, and you know maybe uh, Casey was more of a technical, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Getting you that. He, um, he's uh, well. What I've noticed about coaching is um, the advice you'll get from each coach is uh, what what they perceive uh, the swing to be, a certain scenario to be what uh, the golf swing is. So um, he shared a lot of things that worked for him. And uh-huh. those those things um, help everyone, I would say. But uh, how a player gets from point A to point B is, is different. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's really uh, – Toss up whether things will work for some players and work for other players, and just uh, some things did work for me and some things didn't. But um, I'm uh, fortunate to have learned a great deal from all what I went through. So um, looking back, I um, I understand uh, where he was coming from and why he did it, and, uh, and- I'm, I'm fine with that. 
And and he played on the you know he played what the Nike tour he played I mean he played under some pretty severe challenging conditions so a, yeah. a lot of knowing knowing what kind what you need to be thinking about so that the swing holds up under pressure right right uh, yeah. a lot of that and and I would imagine you know just like you were evolving he's been evolving as a coach because you know he, he's and I I just think it's fantastic that you're able to be there with him and him with you someone that he yeah. coached, you know, and evolving together. I'm just guessing that the two of you talk about that a little bit. It's always yeah. fun to see him here at the tournament and, I, you know, meet his mom and see it. But I just sense that you two have been able to, you know, it's a blessing for him on both sides probably. Yes, yeah. Um, um, I definitely seen, uh, well, well, for one thing, he is about 11 years older now than he was when he coached me. And um, just his uh, personality has uh, changed, not, uh, not in, a, in a good way. He um, He's a little less intense in certain situations than he used to be with my team. But um, I've definitely seen... Um, uh, some some changes for for good uh-huh. that, um have definitely benefited the boys and um uh, i think uh that's contributed a lot to the program the program success recently well what we all get to as we grow older we get to either do something with what we learn right <laughs> or not yeah, do something correct. with it and yeah. uh i i i too have seen a mellowing in Casey i was a big fan of his Back in the, what year was that? 2001, I think it was, when he got his PGA card or 99 or whatever, right around that time. I was a huge fan. Of course, it was huge news in the world of golf when he, when, when he went through that challenge and, and, uh, he prevailed. So I watched him for a long time. And then when you were playing as a, as a member of the University of Oregon golf team and you were, of course, playing in the Amarari here at Waikoloa Beach Resort, I used to watch him. Same thing. He was pretty intense. And so over the years, I've watched him too in that. And that's, that's fun when we all kind of loosen up and can take yeah. what we've learned and, right. and, and apply it and share it and maybe even be able to get a few laughs about our, our intensity in the past or, you know, or right. that might be in the right. future, but we, but we know better. So, Sean, um, now as far as your own game, are you getting a chance to play while you're there? Because you know, the thing about uh, you are so disciplined and you have to be to play at any level professionally these days. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, so you get a chance to, to play and you feel, you know, just talk a little bit about that. And also, um, are there any, you know, the, did you know any of those players that are on the team? Did you know them from other professional events or anything? Right. Um, so, um, at, at this point, this is probably the least amount of golf I've played and um, been able to practice since I started back in uh, 1999. But um, oh. I feel I feel that um, it helped my game a lot because um, you know I I do get to practice and play. Uh-huh. Here and there, but um, I just enjoy it a whole lot more than I used to. I think um, having a little break from the grind has helped me quite a bit. Um, you know, I I play 
at least once a week with the boys. Uh-huh. If I'm lucky, I'll get out two, maybe three times okay. with the boys. But um, I really enjoy the game a whole lot more. It's fun to me. I want to play. And, um, yeah, this time off has um, rejuvenated me. As far as I'm really involved. glad to hear that because you know yeah. I don't think you would have I don't think you would have done a self-imposed uh, uh, retreat from the game if it hadn't you know the circumstance came up you know because you're so disciplined about practicing and you right. know I'm, a, I'm yeah. a, a runner and, and things like that and the old adage of train don't strain I think applies to everything that we do you know yeah. we need those breaks there's a reason we go to sleep every night you know take a little break from our all of that so I, i'm really happy to hear that you know cuz uh yeah. it it it's uh just fun i mean i've seen you when you've enjoyed golf and i've also watched you when you practice cuz we both practice at Wyclough Beach Resort and and times you know and we all know we can see it in other people and you know when we're not having such a good day just in general you know yeah. of how we work at our game and uh, it's been so much fun to get to know you and your your mom and dad, Shane and Monica, and and just see the how much they've been behind you. I got the sense that yes. they're pretty excited about what you're doing with this. Yes, yes. Um, we we talk at least once once a day, every day. Um, and um, yeah, we're we're pretty excited about what's happening right now. You know, I haven't. Um, completely ruled out competing you know i'm uh, 27 right now and um which is which is pretty young in the pro golf pro golf world but um uh-huh. uh for now we felt that this was um a good move for me and um i'm very grateful that they're uh so supportive in my journey yeah. Yeah, they they have been great. And, you know, that whole thing about, you know, can always compete again. I mean, I took 20 years off of playing golf and then started playing competitively again and played in the, you know, on the, what is now the, uh, what do they call it, uh, Simon X Tour, the Ladies Tour, a Symmetra uh, Tour. Yeah, yeah. And, and I decided after Arnold Palmer won the senior skins at Montpellani, I wanted to start playing golf again. I had tried for the LPGA a couple times, and I really yeah. was never good enough. But I so I went and played on this, what is now the Symmetra Tour, but at the time, it was just a fledging tour, and boy, you could if you could send in your entry fee, you could play in the tournament. <laughs> right. And, right. and, you know, there's so many tours out there, there's always a chance to get out there and play and yeah. earn a little money, and it's always there, you know, for us, and however we want to do it. I'm I'm very excited for you. I, I right. wanted somebody that you probably taught in the Wyclow program when you and Tammy were giving back and teaching a couple summers ago, and was uh, Michael Rosada. I just got his graduation announcement okay. yeah, the other yeah. day. And and Michael, you know, he you know he was such a great little six and eight year old player. You know, he was really a protege, and or what would we, what would the word be? Well, anyway, he was exceptional. But he, his dad, his parents have always said he doesn't take it that seriously. I said, you know what, he, Michael will work it out. And sure enough, about this was a couple of weeks ago we talked. Sure enough, he won one of the events with the. The IIF wow. a couple of weeks ago. I was so wow. happy for him because everybody, you know, he's doing so many other things in his life. He's involved in science events and projects and, and it's, you know, there's all different ways to commit the sport. Some people, 
you know, just to know what's in your life and you can add it to everything else that you do, you know, to be an all-around right. person. And uh, do you recall my, uh, uh, Matt in the White Lodge yes. in your program? Yes, I, I remember him. I remember him. Yeah. All, all of them. And other, all of them were little kids at the time. Yeah, and that's what I love so much about meeting them. Or like Hunter Larson was in the Waikoloa Junior Golf Program, and yes. he's over at Kohananiki. He's played well. You've got a lot of your your friends that are all going off into different different um, ways that they're playing. Even like Kevin Ganoza over at Waikoloa Beach Resort, mm-hmm. the, the PGA Pro. You know, he's he, they've been wonderful to you, haven't they? As far as yeah, and same absolutely. with Tom at Manalani Resort. I mean, all the golf courses. Mm-hmm. Have, have really played a part in in, in your golf uh, experience as they do with so many junior golfers here. Hawaii State Junior Golf Association, you were a part of that, huh? Yes, correct. And and even how much further along that has come from when you were part of it. Yes, so the quality absolutely. of player, what do you see about the quality of player compared to when you were playing college golf? Is it noticeably, you know, the bar has raised or what are you um, what are you observing? You know, looking looking back, um, I think as far as the competitiveness, you know, it's it's always been competitive. Um, there are some great players that are on tour now that were that I played against in college, like Ricky Fowler, um, Billy Horschel, Webb Simpson. Huh. They they we were all in college playing at the same time. But um, okay. one thing, one thing I notice that has changed is the players now are a lot longer than they used to be. They they hit it a very long way. And that might be due to uh, equipment, you know, better golf clubs, better golf balls. But, you know, you have some really awesome athletes that play the game now. And, um, you know, just the quality of golf shots and how far they go is one thing that I noticed has changed quite a bit. Pretty impressive, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Um, Even with um, someone who's done it yourself, you know, and was at one time that guy, you know, that hit it so far, but just seeing it raise, the bar raise a little bit, huh? Yes, oh, uh, a lot. I mean, we have uh, a couple of guys on our team, uh, Wyndham Clark, who is the number one ranked player in the country. He just won the Pac-12, right? Did he just win the Pac tournament? Yeah, okay. Correct. And uh, another uh, kid, um, a freshman from San Diego, his name is Norman Zhang. I mean, those Uh guys, they hit some shots I've never seen in my life. I mean, I I get, um, if I hit a good drive off the tee and they hit a good one, they'll be at least 50 yards ahead of me. Is so, that right? Wow. Yeah, there. Um, Wyndham Clark is every bit as long as uh, Dustin Johnson and Roy uh-huh. McIlroy. So well, um, a lot of that also the fitness because you. I remember when you started working out. I think what were you like a sophomore or junior in college? Yeah, yeah. When you yeah, really started sure. working out, you could see your body change shape. You could see yeah. different things. And they've been doing it since they've been young because that's the kind of yes. thinking that goes yes. into the the junior golf even now. So right, it's right. interesting. What would you? What suggestion would you give to to kids going through high school? You know that whatever. I mean, some are very dedicated and serious, and others are like Matt Rosada, who who loved his playing the game, but he loved his other things that he does and multimedia right. and things like that. Right. What suggestions would you give? Just like follow their heart, be true to what how how it fits for them. Yeah. Yes. 
um, you know, um, just from what I've been going through recently and um, looking back on my experiences, you know, you really have to enjoy the game. You know, this uh, golf golf can be hard, can be really hard a lot of times. But um, you know, you really you have to like competing. You have to like practicing and trying to constantly get better. Otherwise, um, you know, can golf can really mess with your with your head. So I would say just try your best to enjoy the game and enjoy the process of getting better. Because, you know, I think um, just like anything else, you have to you have to um, give it your all to make what you're doing worth worthwhile. So um, that's that's probably my my biggest thing. Just uh, enjoying the game and having fun with it. It's like a cliche, but enjoy the journey. You know, it's not just yeah. about the destination. You know, yeah, correct. And and correct. and, and ha- that have have some fun with it. And that's why golf is such a great metaphor for life. Because you know, you can play the f- first hole, and somebody might be all upset. And I'm like, wow, if you had a bad Monday, would you assume you're going to have a bad Friday? You know, right. it's, you know, like the first hole doesn't mean every hole is going to be like that. It's like realizing right. that every moment is that moment. And uh, yep, that's what I correct. love about golf. And I love the solitariness of it. I've, you talked about the, the toughness of competing. The last tournament I played in was uh, I qualified here in Hawaii for the um, – it was on my bucket list, the U.S. Women's Senior Amateur Championship. There's two from each yes. state that go. and. And I went down to Chattanooga, Tennessee to play it, and it was in no time I knew, like, no, eh, no more for me. I yeah. I don't like this. So the traveling, the getting organized, the getting up really yeah. early in the morning for early morning tea time, and I'm an afternoon golfer, all those little things. And that's why you see me over at Wyclaw, you know, using the chipping green and stuff, not out playing a right. lot of rounds of golf, is, is I've discovered what I love, and I still can keep my game fairly sharp. Just, you know, just chipping a lot in the evenings and doing the things sharp enough for the way I want to play golf in my life. Right. So, uh, and you want to, you know, you're going to, you will be playing more professional tournaments. I, I foresee yeah. that for oh, sure. Yeah. And of course, yeah. certainly yeah. over here, the, you know, the Hawaii State Open and uh, all the other tournaments, mid-pack and those events. But, uh, but you've got a lot, a lot of life ahead of you. And that's what's so great for you to be coaching this young, I think. That it wasn't right. like waiting till it's all over for you. You're able to integrate this into your golf too. So yeah. I'm very excited about you. When I saw you in your duck shirt there at the Amarari, and I saw how enthused you were, I just uh, just felt very happy. I'm I'm really well, pleased you. for you, and, and it sounds like thank it's going well. And I think that was February. I saw you, and I said I'm going to reach out to you, and we'll catch up and see how it's going. So. I'm yeah. really glad we had this chance to do that. And uh, any thoughts to our listeners just in general about life and growing up on the beautiful Big Island and, and also being able to really be exposed to a lot of life out there in, everywhere? Yeah, um, like just like what I said about, uh, about playing golf, um, just do what you love. And um, I think uh, everything will fall into place. How you wanted to. 
Great. Well, you you just have a nice temperament for all of that, and uh, it's really been fun, you know, the growing friendship with you, Sean, and also with uh, Shane and and Monica, your your mom and dad. So really appreciate that. I'm glad we had a chance to talk, and uh, it'll be fun to watch and see how you guys do at the the regional uh, NCAA's. Hope to hope to see you go to that next level. What is it you yeah. you said the top five teams from the regionals or there's six regional sites and the five correct. top five teams. Correct. Okay, so they go to the Nationals? Yes, correct. And, boy, the Golf Channel features that like it was I mean, major event in terms of the yes. Golf Channel showing that yes. event. So Because those are all the future PGA stars. I didn't make right. that association that you had played with Webb Simpson and Ricky Fowler and that, that uh, group of, of co- collegiate players at the time. Yes. Of course, yeah. Yes. And, you know, most of them came here to the Amarari, right? I mean, we've seen uh-huh. yeah. Nota Begay, Tiger Woods, uh, Jordan Spieth a few years ago on the winning team, or maybe three or four yeah. years ago or something. But so, um, yeah, that's, as we always say when we're talking about the Amarari at Waikoloa Beach Resort, not only is it billed as one of the most fun intercollegiate golf tournaments, but it's billed as one of the most competitive, and, you know, it really is. And so what an honor for you to have been able to play on that while you were a member yes. of the University yes. of Oregon golf team. So, well, my best to, to you and Casey. And what is his mother's name? I, for, I forgot. Is Casey's uh, mom's Melinda. name? Melinda. Melinda, right. She's yeah. been right there for in support of him, too, you know. So, oh, yeah. She's been here each year for the Amarari. So, well, Sean, thanks so much. I sure appreciate our friendship. And uh, rooting for you. Hope it all goes well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Much. Take care. All right. All right. That's Sean Sean Maikawa from uh, from the Big Island. Grew up in Pawilo, played at Hadaka'a. As we mentioned, he was the BIIF uh, state golf champion four years. And in 2007, he won the state, the BIIF, a Big Island champion, and then won the state. So quite a accolades in his high school golf and went on to the University of Oregon and played. And and uh, he's been a guest on the Emily T. Dale show here on ESPNHawaii.com quite a bit, and his dad. And just really have enjoyed the, the friendship we've all uh, created over the years. They're very special. And uh, really, a, I think, a shout-out to the Waikoloa Beach Resort Junior Golf Program they had for so many years that created so many, not just great golfers, but just uh, young players that turned into college players, and it's really fun to see. Okay, Emily T. Gale show here on ESPNHawaii.com. You can also get the shows on my Facebook page, Emily T. Gale, iTunes podcast, and uh, also at Emily T. Gale talk story, uh, Well, I sure have enjoyed my friendship with Sean and his parents, Shane and Monica, and um, he's just uh, just a, been dedicated to his craft, and he sounds like he's very happy right now. And it also makes me want to, you know, mention again Waikoloa Beach Resort, the junior golf program they had for so many years. And I've met so many of the kids that went through it. Hunter Larson's down at Kohana Niki. He's got a good golf career. Just a, a, a lot of them. But of, of recent, I got a graduation announcement for Matt Rosado, Makalani School. And, and Matt is in the Waikoloa Junior Golf Program. I met him when he was about eight years old. And, at the time, he was also the youngest volunteer with the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, still volunteering there and become a very integral part of the volunteer effort because of his technology skills. He really helps uh, Big Newton, who does the, all the scoring for the PGA. Uh, Matt has become a real helpful uh, 
piece of that effort that all the volunteers put in. But anyway, his announcement, I happened to stop to see his parents the other day, uh, dropped off a box of old golf balls, water balls, I call them, for Matt. His parents at Island Orchard on Ali'i Drive, a flower shop, and uh, they've been in business down there for, for many years, big part of the island, a big island of Hawaii. And we were talking about Matt's golf and, and his dad saying maybe how he wasn't, wasn't as serious because he's got other interests too and he does. It's fantastic. He's, he's part of a group at the Maukalani Christian School that just won a NASA, uh, contest. It was, uh, they took first prize at the NASA contest called, uh, Ames Space Settlement. It's a pretty complex project, so we won't try to talk about it, but he's, that's of his interest. He does a lot of technology and announcing, setting up, announcing at Kalakehe school the sporting events it's just neat and I, I said to i said he'll come into his own and sure enough a couple of weeks later matt won the one of the biff uh, boys golf events so that was pretty neat to see his name in headlines and his mom amy i think was a a, a, a very good golfer in in uh, high school and i think she might have even been the state champion or of or her city champion or someplace in California, but she's raised Matt, and now she's playing golf again, too, so that's kind of fun. But most of all, Waikoloa Beach Resort, wonderful junior golf program for many, many years. Some of the other golf courses around the island pick it up. Of course, Big Island Junior Golf is a wonderful organization out of Hilo. They're sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric Championship. But I grew up as a junior golfer, and I just can't say enough about how grateful I am because now I have found the way that I like to play golf after, you know, trying for different tours and quitting for 20 years and then starting to play again. And now I found my, my little niche of how I like to play golf, but always I go hit balls. I use the chipping greens. I love the solitariness in the evening after work. And you just, just really happy that I'm not trying to learn the sport right now, just trying to get better all the time. And, uh, I really encourage people to put their their cakey into junior golf programs. It's really whatever you know, and, and to be kind of all round, to play all different sports. I'm I'm a real advocate of that. And and with that in mind, I ran into a friend of mine, Chris Kelly, last night, and was asking about his kids. His son is really into soccer, and uh, he's on the Kona Crush team. And uh, his daughter, Sakara, they, they were hula dancers, but now she's doing gymnastics with Nanette at Kona Aerials, which is just a fantastic program. I've known Nanette for 25-plus years, and she has just, just yeah, I took an adult class with her, but more, I've been following her for years and everything she does with the gymnastics, and it is a wonderful program. So this uh, sports, what a great thing to have in our life, uh, you know, growing up with it and having it as adults. I'm, I'm just really grateful for, for all of, of the sports in my life. Um, I got an email the other day from the Sayers, uh, Laura and, and uh, Frank Sayer from the Daniel Sayer Foundation. And while they have their annual uh, benefit and fundraiser for the Daniel Sayre Foundation every uh, Labor Day weekend, they have a, a new one they've been added. The people up at Waikiki Ranch have uh, gotten together, and they're going to have a, a fundraiser. And the Daniel Sayre Foundation, created by Frank and Laura Sayre uh, when they lost their son in a hiking accident, and in Po'olu Valley like 20 years ago. And when they saw what it took to 
create, uh, to, to recover his body, you know, the, the, the rescue team, they vowed they were going to do everything they could do to raise funds to get the equipment that our Hawaii County fire and rescue teams needed and could use. And boy, have they done it with the help of the community and a great turnout in the community. And um, they've raised probably a million dollars plus in, in funds and and uh, equipment to give to our Hawaii County rescue. You know, at any point in time, any one of us need to need a rescue, and that's uh, accidents happening all the time. But the Waikiki Ranch uh, people up there have created a fundraiser. It's going to be Saturday, July 15th, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Waikiki Ranch Clubhouse. $125, uh, barbecue, wine and beer, music provided by the Patio Productions, silent and live auctions, and all their events at the Daniel Sayre Foundation are first class, fun, casual, but elegant. And uh, you can call Laura at 325-5456 for information and uh, or go to the DanielSayreFoundation.org to purchase tickets or donate to the to the Sayre Foundation. So kudos to to the shares for continuing their great efforts. And, boy, they and all the volunteers, and I try to help where I can, uh, done a wonderful job for 20 years. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. The Aloha Section PGA held their uh, Big Island Candies, who, gosh, are so supportive of so much. Big Island Candies down at Hokalea, uh, their two ball, and I'm uh, glad to see they had some, some good weather. And uh, I saw Juan Rodriguez, who was up at Nenea, he and Chris Kiter, I think they were in second place, but saw Juan yesterday when he got out of his car, and he's, he's lost so much weight, I was so excited for him. He's a, just a wonderful player, he does so well in the Aloha Section PGA events, and I just can only envision that he's going to be playing even better now. He said he's lost 40 pounds since February, but boy, he sure looked happy, and proud of himself and it's just a reminder to me you know it's an everyday mindful thing watching our eating habits and trying to work in the the workouts that you know it was much easier 30 years ago but it but i'm just so grateful to be able to do that and so happy when i see people who are incorporating it into their lives in some way and uh, you know tough to do with work lives and people raising children and getting their kids to all their athletic events and i just uh, it's amazing how many Parents are in good shape and, and, and sending that message to their their uh, children. And uh, speaking of athletics, high school athletics, just a wonderful uh, kudos to AM 815 Hilo, AM 790 in Kona, and Josh Pacheco and all the coverage they give to our young athletes throughout the island and the adult athletes. But uh, just just love being able to follow the high school sports. And same with J.R. DeGroot and Rick Winters at, at West Hawaii Today. They're doing a great job coverage. Rainy Henderson, I like her column. And I just, the sports are such a big part of life in so many ways. Um, I'm loving watching the similarities between our community here and Detroit. One of the big things that's going on in a lot of communities as summer starts is a bike share. Uh, PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, Tina Clothier, they started Bike Share in Kona. If you haven't seen them, there's, three, I think, three stations at King Kamehameha's Kona Beach Hotel, Holly Halavai, and How Goes on the Rocks down in that area. The Bike Share for 30 minutes, you can, you know, rent a bike. Pretty nominal fee. I can't remember how much, but very nominal. Wonderful thing for visitors and locals. Just to get down in Kailua Kona and take a bike ride for 30 minutes. 
or and, and in Detroit they've really rolled out the the it's called uh, Mogo, and uh, it's it's just uh, been planning it. I can't remember how many. I think it's 400 bikes or something like that around the around the city. And the whole idea is that people that go on errands, you know, whether they've whatever company they work with in the city, instead of getting their car and driving 10 minutes away and trying to find a parking space, the whole idea is that people get used to getting on a bike and taking that to the next station. And they're nearby the office. The, the bikes are, are, are located in areas around all the office buildings. And I just, I love the concept. I just think it's so fantastic. Um, shout out to uh, Bike Board Speech and Sport. Had a wonderful training event recently. Very well organized and uh just uh, potluck afterwards and a lot of fun people, but I, I think it was the, the whole setup and organization that always I marvel at with BikeWorks and BikeWorks Beach and Sport, Grant and Janet Higa Miller and their Ohana that always volunteers with them and helps out. And uh, coming up is the, the Honu uh, Triathlon. That will be coming up at Manalani Resort. Well, actually, the, the swim is going to be at Hapuna Beach, but the... Uh, the the bike course when people run the bike course then they end up at uh, Manalani, and that's where the uh, the run starts and finishes. That would be at the Fairmont Orchid. So uh, a, 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 a triathlon with a lot of history to it, and uh, the athletes from all over the the world. And the race offers 50 qualifying slots for the uh, 2017 Ironman. World Championships in Chattanooga, Tennessee. These are the Olympic distance, I think they call them. And so that would be bring a lot, a whole lot of people to the island for that. And that date again is on what is that date? Did I say? I think I said June third. Um, let's see. That's right, June 3rd. So no doubt they'll be able to use some uh, volunteers and also spectators will be welcome. Bikeboard Speech and Sport, a big part of this. I believe they are the tech crew out there. So again, Bikeboard Speech and Sport, uh, longtime supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, located in the Queens Marketplace. And I've been frequenting there quite a bit recently. Had both my bikes and went, did a little tune-up. I think they call it the Papuli. And uh really makes a difference in how my bike rides. But uh, I really, they're very helpful in there. And they also Bike Works Kona and down at Kona Beach and Sport on Ali'i Drive. So appreciate the support from Janet and Grant, Janet Higa Miller and Grant Miller. And more than that, appreciate their longtime friendship. <laughs> I got my first mountain bike from them back 26, 7 years ago when Grant just had a little kiosk in, in Kailua Village with a couple bikes. So wonderful to see the thousands of, of multi-sport athletes they have, have, have created over the years. I really give them a lot of credit for what they do. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, Jason Hall, Mike McCool in Detroit, and all those slow rollers that had the first slow roll. A wonderful event in Detroit that Mike and Jason created a few years back with just a handful of their friends riding. And now that handful of friends has turned into thousands on a, every Monday night. And I really admire what they've done and how they've evolved and the way they are creating bikers. So many other people in Detroit, too. Tom Page with... Uh, uh, his his groups, all the events that he's involved in and helps organize, and uh, Todd Scott with, uh, uh, let's see, what is it, Detroit Greenways, 
and creating bike lanes, the Tour de Trois. And what I really love is that uh, finding out that Tina Clothier with PATH met up with people from Detroit at a conference that was in Austin, Texas uh, back this last winter. And in Austin, Texas is Laura Deerenfield, who used to be the executive director of PATH here, and now she's in charge of the non-motorized uh, lanes and everything that they're doing in Austin, Texas. So all the communities, big and small, throughout the country, working together, uh, John Zimmerman also doing his active towns out of uh, Austin, Texas. But just the amount of effort going into creating uh, uh, non-motorized bike lanes and access and safe access in every community across the country. Not every community, but so many of them, particularly in the major cities and particularly the efforts that go on here on the Big Island of Hawaii. They've been going on for years and 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 uh, we all benefit from it and uh, for a more safe way to ride our bikes out on the highway and otherwise. I just decided the other day that I'm a mountain biker. <laughs> I was riding my bike down at Okay, Kaha State Park. Is that how you say K Kaha Kai State Park? And I was just having so much fun on it, riding the trail down to the ocean and and I I happened to do a ride on the road up to towards Havi and stuff through the Century Ride, which was a fundraiser for hospice, so I wanted to support that. And and while I really enjoyed the ride, I don't enjoy being on the road as much as I enjoy being on the trail. So you know, just like any sport, you find what you like. You, you know, you're competitive nature. You like to be by yourself. How is it? I think the key is to really answer to what's in your heart about how you like to do sports. So often people think they need to go do it and compete and be in groups and otherwise. And I'm surprised how many people I talk to that, you know, start learning that they can really enjoy doing things uh, in a solitary manner as well. It's, it makes for a nice combination, if I do say so myself. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. A big mahalo to Viaha River Coffee, Chick and Dinah, and Akuna Taki Ohana. Winners of the People's Choice Award at the Halualoa Art and Coffee Stroll three times in the past. And, and lots of honorable mentions. And uh, that you can get their coffee at Dinah's right next to Paul's Place in Halualoa, which is a wonderful little town to, to go get a walk. There's, you know, walk up and down and see the businesses and get your recreation in by taking a walk. Halualoa Village, just a couple miles above Kailua Kona. And stop in at Dinah, say hello, talk story, maybe pick up some some uh, 100% smooth-flowing Viaha River coffee. They've been on their land for 97-plus years, the Kunataki Ohana. So Kunataki Estate Coffee, uh, Viaha River Coffee. And a big mahalo to Chick for his longtime support. And and uh, Waipoa Beach Resort, longtime supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, as is Jan, Janet and Grant at uh, BikeWorks Beach and Sport and BikeWorks Kona and Kona Beach and Sport. Aloha Visitor Guides on newsstands everywhere and online. Uh, their magazine has the TV guide in it, so it's very popular, and it also gets into the timeshares in the hotel room. So you can, you can submit your... Uh, your calendar of events to Aloha Visitor Guides. Kaola Magazines on newsstands everywhere. What a beautiful magazine. Barbara Garcia, the publisher, puts out wonderful in-depth stories on the culture and the arts in, in Hawaii. They also have a wedding issue, but that's on newsstands everywhere, also online, Kaola. And let's see, who else do I want to say thank you to? Robert at 808 Computers. Wow. 
First of all, they've got a new location in uh, the, oh, the new industrial area above Costco. Beautiful sign on their window. It's just, you can't miss it. And a uh, wonderful facility. I stopped in the other day with a couple questions, and, boy, I got more than I bargained for. I got my questions answered, but I also got a couple suggestions of some things I could do to make life a lot easier with what I'm trying to do uh, with the computer and my my efforts with my radio show and everything I'm doing in Detroit. And and uh, I just can't thank them enough. I, I always get a little mentoring from Robert, a lot of mentoring, as a matter of fact, and uh, when I leave. And sometimes it might be like the other day, it was just a, a certain cable I should get that's just $16 or something, but he lent me one till I get it. And I just uh, really appreciate their their support of uh, what I'm trying to do. 808 Computers, 808 up in the industrial the new industrial area, or 808computers.com. And uh, of course, a special thanks to uh, ESPNHawaii.com, uh, ESPN Radio, Josh Pacheco getting my show up, and uh, I'm just really proud to be a part of ESPNHawaii.com. See Emily T. Gale's show here on ESPN. Hawaii.com. Also, you can get the shows on Facebook, Emily T. Gale or Emily T. Gale Talk Story, and uh, iTunes podcasts, free podcasts. Take care, everyone. See you soon, and uh, appreciate the nice comments I get. Thank you, West Hawaii Today, for your support running my uh, guest lineups in the short hop section. I really appreciate J.R. DeGroote and Rick Winters, not only for their great coverage of sports in our West Hawaii today. I love my hard copy magazine, but but their support of, of my show by running those um, press releases of who my guest lineup. I really, I think I want to make a mention of Shinola. My goodness, of course I do. Shinola recently have, did a rollout of a new watch called The Gale. And it's, uh, I am the namesake for it. It's in tribute to the, the efforts back in 1979 when I started the Say Nice Things About Detroit movement with my partner Herb, I call him Pooh, and all the, the people that supported us back in those days and have kept that attitude, Say Nice Things About Detroit, which really means tell nice stories about Detroit. Wherever you live, work, and play, you don't have to be in Detroit to be a lover of the city was what we always said. Detroit's gone through some very hard times. It was really going through hard times when I started the movement. I was a small business owner in the city of Detroit at the time with the retail stores, uh, the, the headquarters being Emily's across the street, which became really the, one of the busiest stores in the city of Detroit. Could even say the busiest in its heyday. Kind of the laughing stock when I opened, but boy, we were relentless and we created uh, the first run in the streets of Detroit. And I say we, I've got to say it's all the volunteers that helped us, the staff, uh, Pooh, myself, uh, eventually the city of Detroit got behind us and went from 100 runners to the thousands and thousands up into 20,000 and, and just uh, was one of the largest runs in the country. But it took people through sections in the streets of Detroit. Uh, we were the first ones to ever make a Detroit t-shirt. Shinola, based out of Detroit, is uh, opening stores all over the country. They've opened a store in Waikiki. Rachel Downs, who grew up here, her father was the one, that, Dr. Monty uh, Downs. You know, he's over in Kauai, been in the, the emergency department for since the 70s, but he's the one of the uh, the creators of the, uh, what do they call them, floating tubes. I think that's the name of it. 
that are all the beaches in Kauai. They're trying to get it statewide uh, for saving lives at beaches. Um, so, Rachel, kind of a nice background that she lived in Detroit. Now she's the manager of the Shinola Waikiki. But the Gale has been rolled out. It's in stores all across the country. And uh, it's part of their line forever. So I really am grateful for that honor. Shinola sells uh, very nice bicycles as well. They're, they're really, they're street bikes. But they're high end. They're, they're made. They're quite elegant. But they also ride nicely. I've, I've ridden a Shinola bike a number of times when I'm in Detroit, when I go out and take bike rides. And also I rode one for the uh, Tour de Trois, a big event last September. I was the Grand Marshal and I rode a Shinola bike. And, I loved it. It rode very nicely. But they're designed with baskets on them and, you know, city bikes and uh, for those with a little more money. But their watches, uh, they're really known for their watches and their leather goods. And with uh, they have a lot of dog items, you know, leashes and dog beds and everything. And they opened the uh, first dog park in Detroit about three, four years ago and invited me to be cut the ribbon for the dog park opening. But really nice here 35, 40 years later that something, the efforts we made years ago haven't been forgotten by people. More than ever, the young people are really helping uh, keep it out there in the, the minds of people because so many of the, the young people were say they were inspired by our efforts to do the many good things they are now doing in the city of Detroit, and it is phenomenal. I mean, the the brain power of the kids. I I didn't graduate from college, so my power was more street knowledge and and just a different kind of moxie. And now they're coupling it with uh, what they're learning in college, and and also with their their sense of just. Uh, what do you want to call it, social entrepreneurship and just giving back to the community. And I think uh, society has changed a lot in that it isn't divided of entrepreneurship or, or nonprofits. The, the, you know, companies are really realizing that they blend together individuals. I always said I was a, was a creative entrepreneur, that I was as much an artist as some of my family members who called me a, they would call me a capitalist with my store. Not in an aggressive way, but they thought themselves as artists. I always felt I was very artistic about my entrepreneurship and creating the runs and creating the many events that we did. So uh, it really is fun to be, be the kind of the, the honoree of the Gale. It's a, the namesake, the watch is me as the namesake, but I, I receive it and carry that in honor of people like Jason and Mike McCool and so many that are doing wonderful things in the city with recreational projects and, and, uh, in fact a friend of mine from Detroit that lives here in Detroit, Lynn, Alan Pruitt ran it, met somebody, his name is Kenny, who was from Detroit, and it turns out that I haven't gotten in touch with Kenny, but I've, I've, I've looked up what he's doing. He puts on a wonderful triathlon on Belle Isle, which is the state park in the middle of the city. It's where I used to run every day, one of the first places I go when I, when I get to Detroit. Beautiful park built by, uh, or designed by Frederick Olmsted, who also did Central Park and one in Seattle. And parks and cities are so vital and so important. And Belle Isle, everything goes on there. Kayaking, basketball, pa- um, canoeing. It's, it's, the, the, the view is, looks out to Canada, looks over into city, uh, all kinds of running and sporting events, family reunions, and it has a beach. It's right there on the beach, right in the middle of Detroit. And I found out that Kenny's the one that's been putting on the triathlon that have, takes place in Belle Isle in June, and it has a nice reputation. So lots of reasons that Detroit and, and Hawaii and the Big Island connect, and I, I hope as many people someday start going to Detroit and enjoy 
enjoying all the recreational and sporting activities there as as come to Detroiters that come to Hawaii every day, every week I get a call from somebody who is on the big island from Detroit. I mean they're saying goodbye to somebody as they head back to Detroit from visiting Hawaii where they love to vacation and uh I love it. It's just a, a wonderful connection and wonderful to share the stories. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on the SDN, Hawaii.com. Again, thanks, everyone, for listening. Aloha.